0: Business as Unusual is a thought-provoking podcast that explores the innovative strategies, disruptive ideas,
1: and unconventional practices driving successful leaders and companies in the ever-evolving world of modern business. Subscribe, comment, and share for weekly inspiration with our host, Aisela. Hello, welcome to Business as Unusual. Today, we're going to talk to Brenda Boyle of Fireheart Coaching. (laughs) Brenda, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to you more about what you're up to. Before we dive into the business side of things what is a hobby of yours that you think would surprise folks
0: so I love taking walks especially morning walks every day and I like to gather what are probably considered weeds (laughs) I consider flowers are cool funky just types of growths and do my own silk top flower arranging and little bases around my house. And so it's a fun way just to keep an eye out for beautiful nature during the walks and then be able to take them home. So it's a regular hobby that I enjoy. So if you ever come over, you'll probably see a lot of weeds and little bases in my house.
1: I love it. I remember when I was a kid, I loved dandelions. I had no idea they were weeds. I used to take them and make like little, very poorly constructed head things, like crowns. And when I finally learned they were weeds, I was disappointed. But I was like, I guess I can like them anyway.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Why not? So thistles, whatever. And it's fun just to also explore alleyways or kind of nooks and crannies of the neighborhood. So in my mind, I have a mental map of, oh, in the corner of street A and street B, there are usually the orange flowers. And so it's a fun little just side thing to do for a walk that's
1: nice yeah I need a goal I know people that can just hike but I need like an activity or a goal where I can't motivate to get out for some reason I'm like just gonna go for a walk I find myself not doing it it actually started
0: during COVID. I heard of a concept called ah walks, A-W-E, and on walks to look for something that can give you a sense of awe ah or inspiration, appreciation, and so almost a way to more mindfully walk rather than getting on the treadmill or the hamster wheel of worries and anxiety spinning and definitely silver lining practice I learned during the COVID shutdown era. There's a woman that I
1: listened to who said, it's not that everything happens for a reason. I can make meaning out of anything that's happened in my life. And I like that. Like, it's not to dismiss that there's a very difficult, tragic scenario and we were all not okay. And we could take meaning out of it and create some positive things for ourselves. Like, all walks.
0: Definitely. That resonates with me. I have a philosophy, and I remember telling this to my now husband on one of her first dates, but I don't believe in failure because there can definitely be tragic experiences, really hard, challenging, difficult circumstances. And at least if I learn something to carry forward with me into the next thing, then it's still very valuable and failure or regret too. It's looking for the silver lining or the positive aspects and okay, in this depths of despair, what's a little nugget that I can use to inform how I want to move forward in the world and things like that. So didn't necessarily mean us to take us on that real serious dive from talking about picking weeds, but here we are.
1: No, it's a it's real. And that's what we're dealing with. And you coach people. So I'm sure that you have to get into everything. And I'll just use that as a segue to say, can you tell us a little bit more about your
0: business and sure. what you do? Definitely. So I run Fireheart Coaching and Consulting, and I'm your values and culture lady to go to with any question about company values, company culture. And what I love to do is work under the umbrella of helping leaders translate their values into specific, simple actions. So if you say you care about collaboration or transparency or integrity, What does that actually look like in terms of your individual actions as a leader, maybe how you facilitate team meetings or have performance conversations with folks? And what does that look like in terms of a systemic level, a structural level with your team? How is that value of collaboration, transparency, integrity, et cetera? Incorporated into your hiring, your onboarding, your performance reviews, your leadership development, you provide employees, et cetera. And so I'm just really passionate about working with folks who want a values based team and operation and personal leadership skill set to figure out all right, how do we take that value that's so important to you? and translate that into specific behaviors all across the board.
1: That sounds really helpful. and I, I think that is important too in that what you said at first, being able to take a value and translate it into something that's a concrete action. I feel like you see that a lot with the ESG stuff where folks feel like companies will put out something wonky, or oh, we believe in equity or whatever, and yet they're action of it seems to be lacking and i feel like some of that is simp- is related to that like people just don't really understand how to actually enact it or to incorporate it and embed it into their business structure they think of it as a separate thing instead of creating it as part of their overall way of doing business
0: i like i really appreciate this metaphor of cinnamon raisin bread that i learned from a racial equity training by race forward a company that puts on a bunch of those and they were saying Whatever your values are, think of them um, like the ingredient of cinnamon in cinnamon raisin bread rather than raisins. If you say, oh, we care about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and we'll do these three scattered things throughout the year, three scattered raisins. If someone doesn't like a raisin or just doesn't want to it, raisin for that day, they can pick around the raisin, pick them out and ignore that. Whereas if you really incorporate your values and infuse them into everything that you do, it's like infusing cinnamon into every single bite of cinnamon raisin bread. You can't really pick that out or pick and choose. And so when we as leaders think about how we want to Structure and foster our teams and our companies, how can we really infuse the values that we want to foster across every single action almost that week? right. Now, that's a great analogy. This
1: is business as unusual. So what do you feel is unusual about what you do or your company or your approach? like, however you interpret that question.
0: I like to think that my business is a little unique because I don't take a one-size-fits-all approach. It's really driven by the clients that I work with. Tell me what your ideal state for your team is. Tell me what your ideal vision for your leadership legacy is and how can we make that happen? So I'm not here to say my values are A, B, and C and this is what I think everybody else should value. And here's a roadmap to follow. It's a lot more individualized and adapted in terms of tell me what's really important to you right now and how can we make that work? And so rather than a prescriptive format or curriculum almost, yes, there are certain constant or repeated topics, themes that might come up with my clients, but it's really tailored to each individual's perception of what their core values are, who they want to be as a leader. I'm not just here to make that identity for you, but I'm here to help you translate that identity from an ideal into specific action. I
1: like that sort of client-centered, driven... And that makes sense too with values because everybody's set of values is going to have a different implementation process with regards to their business as well. What inspired you to do this or start this company?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I came from the nonprofit world. So I spent about 10 years as a fundraiser for mostly education-focused nonprofits. And during those years, I noticed two main themes that put me on this path to starting my own business. Theme number one being everywhere I worked, there would be a significant change, like a CEO transition, a new strategic plan launch, a new program model, a new fundraising campaign, an org redesign, something would happen, a significant change. And more often than not, that would cause a lot of anxiety, fear, confusion, disarray internally. And in my young career, I would sit there going, why does this have to be so hard? We know these types of changes are always going to happen. There's always going to be a new CEO or a new strategic plan. How can we make it? Change isn't this hard. And we're all aligned in the same direction. So that was one theme of questions that I just kept seeing pop up over and over. The second theme was in my specific role as a fundraiser, unfortunately, I encountered a few inappropriate donors. And that caused tension for me because here I was working for an organization whose mission I believed in, whose values I believed in, for leaders that I believed in, and then something would happen. And how those situations were handled, in my perspective, didn't always align with the values that i thought we stood for and so that made me curious to learn about how can we have aligned actions with our values if we say we care about something how do we not just embody that on mondays and tuesdays but also on wednesdays and thursdays and fridays and so what does it look like to be a truly values-based leader And that prompted me to go to grad school for my master's in organizational development and leadership, become a change management certified practitioner and dive into, especially as a white woman, I'd also seen a lot of quote unquote Karens in the nonprofit workplace. How could I learn? I think I'm embodying my values. I also am going to miss the mark sometimes. So how can I set up systems and feedback loops to keep me in check or make sure that I'm actually walking the walk, not just talking the talk or whatnot. And so with that, that I just was loving the grad school curriculum once I got into it and then started Fireheart Coaching and went from there. Who
1: do you typically work with
0: or who thrives with this service? I would say... Three buckets. One being organizations who are small, maybe five or 10 employees right now, and they know they're going to scale. And they want to really set a solid foundation for their culture from the beginning. One of my very first clients, I started working with them when they had five employees, one office. Now they're 146 different offices. In terms of Less of the organizational development consulting, but more of the leadership coaching. I find my clients tend to fall into one of two camps one being C suite executives, high level leaders who are navigating a change like a growth spurt or merger and acquisition, and they want to make sure they're staying true to the values that they built back when their team, again, was five folks and take care of their people through a really big transition. The second group of Leaders who I coach tend to be more mid-career. Maybe they've recently been promoted from manager to director or director to VP. And so they want to, in this new level of responsibility that they're taking on, invest in themselves and upskill their leadership abilities to support themselves and their team with this increased responsibility. What would you say a typical problem you solve is with either a company or a leadership coaching? With leadership coaching, some of the common conversations that come up are, how do I support my other senior leaders? How do I feel more confident in using my voice now that I'm at the table with C-suite members? How do I almost step into my power, step into my voice with that. A lot about navigating expectations and conflict (laughs) and feedback conversations. The last piece I'll say for leadership coaching is also what to do when our values conflict. A common question I get in regards to that is I want to be an empathetic leader and I want to have standards for high, I want to have standards of excellence How do I be empathetic and hold people accountable? And so walking through situations where it seems like two of our values might conflict, but actually nothing's as black and white. And so navigating those paradoxes. On the organization level, I love to work with teams who are trying to figure out what their values are in the first place and how to operationally define those. How can we say we, an example could be show up as yourself in our workplace. That could be a value. Okay. That's a fantastic start, but what does that mean? How do you know if someone's doing that or not? What are specific behaviors that you can define to help people understand? How is this going to inform who you're hiring, how you're evaluating performance in terms of our people embodying those values that you're setting. So really going from a big picture into the nitty-gritty of can to make sure we're defining this value in the same way and an easy-to-understand way so everyone's operating with the same toolkit or using the same language.
1: That sounds really helpful. What is the best advice you have received or given for both?
0: Mm -hmm. I would say in terms of advice, just keep doing what you're doing. Consistency. I think especially as an entrepreneur who is building her own business, there are definite waves and ups and downs to this journey. And a consistent theme of advice I've heard from multiple people is just keep doing the work that you want to be doing, keep showing up, keep putting yourself out there, and you'll figure things out. Things will be figured out. And so I use that to remind myself, especially during times of stress or uncertainty in building a business, I might not know all of the answers ever. I'm just going to keep showing up and keep trying to provide the value and provide the impact and provide the support that I want to.
1: What do you do to keep yourself recharged or inspired when, like you said, it's that
0: sort of up and down experience? I am a proud cat mom, so (laughs) pet therapy. Her name is Frida Catlow. And she actually goes on walks with me around the neighborhood. So I have a reputation as the crazy cat lady where I live, (laughs) which is great. Social time, time in nature. I love the phrase nature baths. So that means when you're surrounded by trees or surrounded by an element like water removed from the concrete or suburbia jungle. And so I try to take nature baths by escaping to the mountains and spending time with friends. So what impact do you hope
1: to have or seek to have with this work?
0: I want to be able to help leaders become the leaders they want to be. Another way to phrase that would be reduce unintentional harm caused by well-intentioned leaders. I think if someone comes to me and they say, "Hey, I really want to provide this vision, this support this leadership for my team," I want to help make that possible for them because by doing that, not only will it benefit that individual leader, it'll benefit the team members they're working with and supporting and the impact that they're able to do. So I love that idea of having a multiplier effect by being able to help leaders figure out how to be consistent, how to be aligned with their values, even when it's really difficult and muddy and gray and confusing to try to be true to who they wanna be.
1: Yeah, especially, and I think it's my own experience as the nonprofit world and the system that we're in doesn't necessarily reward values-based behaviors. And so finding ways to energize company or group or a leader around believing in that and staying committed and inspired when it does feel complicated and nuanced feels like a important and also tricky balance
0: definitely i like to think of values as if you know your core values it's almost like you have a calibration tool or some kind of roadmap to say okay here's my list of values on one hand here's the decision i'm facing on the other if I do response option A, does that align with my values? Yes or no. If I do response option B, does that align? And so it can be, again, a, a really useful calibration tool or almost like a roadmap, especially during the trickiest and most confusing times I find.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. What And so what does success look like to you when you're successful with your business?
0: What's going to be different? So I can, not
1: that you aren't successful now, but in this grander scheme <laughs> of things.
0: <laughs> grander scheme of things. I goodness. I think in terms of what success looks like. Another piece that comes to mind is continuing to hear positive feedback from clients. Like before, in executive meetings, my voice felt muted, and now I feel like I can fully. Speak exactly what I want to, and I don't leave anything on the table. Or by saying, You've really helped center us and realign us on our purpose. And so, just being able to do that with more people, more individuals, and more companies that would be definitely a huge sign of success for me. I hope you do. I think that values based
1: business sounds like a great idea. So, thanks for that. And that what would it be like? It's in in a lot of ways there's that trend towards people-centered behaviors as well. So how do we how do we keep amplifying those things? For people who are listening and are interested in connecting with you or just learning more about what you're up to, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, I would say the best place is my website, fireheartcoaching.com. You'll find buttons there that can help you send a direct message to me, find my LinkedIn. So fireheartcoaching.com. You can also feel free to send me a message directly via email, which is Brenda at fireheartcoaching.com. Thank you
1: so much. I really appreciate you stopping in. Is there anything else that you want to share with people before we say goodbye?
0: No, I just I so appreciate this opportunity. And if you have any questions, dear listener about what are my core values or what does it mean to embody those? So I'm always happy to have a virtual coffee or connect. And so look forward to just being able to engage with other folks who care about values-based work.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Bye, everybody.